welcome to the Bet on Me podcast, the ultimate resource for softball players looking to take control of their training and reach their full potential. I'm your host, Krista Stoker, and on this show, we'll be discussing everything from taking a holistic approach to your training to data-driven strategies for maximizing and growing yourself, not only on the field, but off. At S2 Breakthrough, we believe that athletes should lead their own journey and push past any perceived ceilings on their talent. So join us as we explore the world of softball player development and help you bet on yourself. Because when you bet on yourself, you can't lose. All right. I'm so excited today here with Coach C from Penn State. Uh, We've been working with their staff for a couple years now. This is our second uh, year working with them. And just a lot of great stuff happening there with player development. Obviously, uh, there's been some good results in the fields uh, and sort of transforming that team. So excited to dive in here. Um, Maybe, Coach, if you could just tell uh, the listeners a little bit about how you got to where you are. Obviously, you've been coaching a while and sort of maybe just uh, how you ended up where you are today. Okay, yes. Well, first off, I appreciate you having me. And for all the listeners out there, I'm a huge S2 fan. uh, So thankful for this opportunity to speak with uh, Krista today. As far as my journey, I've been coaching now. This is actually year 20 uh, for me. I've been at Penn State for for three years. Prior to that, I was at Miami of Ohio uh, for eight years as a head coach. Before that, six years at Oklahoma State as an assistant. I was at Syracuse before that, started coaching at Ohio University, um, and I played at Virginia Tech. So I've uh, been very blessed in my in my my softball journey to be a part of a lot of great programs and a lot of different cultures and. Um, I'm, I'm originally from Hawaii, but my dad was in the military and got stationed in, in the DC area. So, uh, for the most part, I grew up out on the East coast. So for me, when the, when Penn state came up, you know, personally, it was a great fit and, and professionally you, you couldn't ask for a, for a better opportunity. So just thankful to, to, to have the opportunity to be at Penn state. Yeah, that's awesome. We have, I will say, so I was, we were laughing or kind of telling you this a little bit before, but Ashley works closest with you. Um, and yes. Yes. Uh, we oh. definitely, there's a lot of raving about what you've done uh, in the S2 office, just in your ability to incorporate player development and really bring your full staff into that. And so maybe let's just start with what has that player development journey looked like for you? Obviously, things have been evolving a lot in the softball space the past few years, but what are some key things that you've really felt like are impactful in incorporating um, into your sort of uh, journey with your athletes and just maybe talk generally about player development and what it's looked like for you, especially the past few years? Yeah, essential part of our program here at, at Penn State, simply put, um, I've always been a fan of player development from an, um, and I, I just think being able to see what players are doing objectively, I, I've always been a proponent for it. It looked a little different in years past, you know, and I, I agree with you, Krista, in that we're fortunate that our sport is finally kind of going toward that, that direction of, Hey, what we used to do as players or how we used to coach our, our teams back in the day you know, although there's still a little bit of that, we at, at Penn State, what we do, I mean, the data and, and the objective measurements to be able to monitor our players' progress in all aspects, it's it's the it's the it's a cornerstone of cornerstone of our program. So when I first so my journey with with you all, when I first got to Penn State, um, Coach Jeff Tilka 
came with me. He, he's currently my assistant and he, he does a phenomenal job, but he worked at hitting facility up in elite. Um, and he, he was familiar with you all. So he said, Hey, see, I, I think you really need to talk to us too about what they can do, you know, from a development standpoint. And so first year at Penn state was COVID. So obviously we didn't recruit, but that right. summer, I remember I went up to Chicago. I was recruiting at DeMarini. Um, and I trust what coach Toka says 100%. So I went to the facility and I came and I met with you all and, and met with Ashley and saw some of the things you were doing. And I said, you know what, this is something that I want to be a part of. Uh, so for, so for us, that's kind of how it, it all started. And, um, you know, what Ashley has been able to do for us from a, from a development standpoint, um, has been huge, you know, and I think just for me, I, I think it's kind of ongoing professional development for me, <laughs> um, yeah. because she really helps me to be a better, a better coach. So in short, I've always believed in, in player development, but now, you know, I'm fortunate to be at, at Penn state where I have the resources to be able to expand on that. So what we did year one was, you know, for me, the more hands on deck with my, with my student athletes, the, the better, right? So a coach, my strength coach is, is Adam game. And he was actually with me at Miami of Ohio. And, you know, we were doing some things there. Um, so I basically said, Hey coach, we need to, I need you to sit in on these meetings with Ashley brought in my, my athletic trainer. And now I, I call them my sport performance staff, which is, <laughs> yes. which is Ashley, my strength coach and my athletic trainer. And we were able to basically find, um, integrate a lot of the things that I learned from you all into our, our everyday training, but it really has taken all of us to be, to be a part of what we're doing now at Penn state. And I feel really good about a lot of things that, that, you know, we've got going on within our program. And uh, that would probably be another podcast to talk through. Yeah. Right <laughs> you know, in yeah. Short, I think, I, I think it's so, I think player development is essential. And last year, I get asked this question a lot. We had the biggest turnaround in, in division one softball last year. And I get, and I was just asked that question on the last call. Yeah. What was the reason? And there were two things. Our culture was stronger and player development. Because when you look yep. at every aspect of, of the growth of our team from hitting to defense to, to pitching, you know, we improved in all areas. And I, I do think it's because we're firm believers at Penn state in the development piece. Yeah, um, for sure. So I work with you all from a from a pitching standpoint. I'm fortunate to have Coach Toka, who is an expert in a lot of different things. You know, so he he's kind of my expert with the with the offense. Um, with yeah. Coachmanship. But but yeah, all in all, just great stuff here, and uh, yeah, I feel like we're doing a lot of cool things. Yeah, that's awesome. I remember when you first stopped by because. Uh, if you want to know about the authenticity, authentic nature of us, and you want to see Ashley in her element, I was like called her from the fields and was like, Coach Steve from Penn State stopping by. And we were super busy that day. And I remember <laughs> someone say that at one point Ashley was like, keep up, because she was also coaching and you were like chasing yeah. her around. Yeah. I was like, Ashley, uh, maybe just <laughs> we're, yeah. you know, a coach is coming over, but that's how it flows at S2. You gotta, you gotta keep up. Um, otherwise, yeah, you gotta kind of chase this around. So, um, I had a, a question as you were talking about that, that I think comes up a lot, especially in college, because it seems more 
limited. The athletes are older. They maybe feel like they've already had success up to that point. Obviously they got to the stage they're on. So what has the process been like in incorporating not just necessarily the stuff that we do with you, but also the stuff that coach Tilka is doing and the different player development aspects and the data, how has the receptiveness of the athletes been in that process? And is there anything you know, special that you feel like is sort of important in getting that buy-in from the athletes as you're incorporating some of this, um, you know, development mindset, data mindset, that type of thing. Right. I think you just have to know your each individual athlete and know how much information they need from a, from a tech standpoint. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got uh, our senior, one of our catchers uh, who's a mechanical engineer major, and she wants all the data that, that you can give her. Uh, I will say Bailey partial, uh, our pitcher, our fifth year pitcher, you know, she's pretty similar in that she, she likes data. She loves um, tech days when we're training off of Yacker tech and, and rap Soto, but you know, my other pitchers aren't necessarily, they don't need that kind of information. And, and same thing for, for the hitter. So we kind of pick and choose what information we provide for each individual athlete. But I, I do think what's important is the, the development piece and, and the data, what it does is it helps my staff. It guides our practice planning. Right. You know, so for instance, if I, when I look at the data um, and we also do wellness surveys with our team and so right. for instance, practically speaking, if I look at our wellness survey for the week and my pitchers are sore and fatigued, it's not that I'm going to go to them and say, hey, the wellness survey said this, right? It's, it's more of I'm going to use that information to help guide the next practice structure. So maybe right. it's, hey, they actually need a day off from, from training, right? And maybe we go to an extra, an extra mobility day. So right. I think in, in so many aspects or from a, from a pitching standpoint, let's let's say I look at it and the velo is down a little bit, you know, I'm going to have to, as a coach, try to figure out why, what's the reason for that and how to get the velo back up or so there's so many different uh, ways in which we, we use the, the data, you know, we, I think our staff does a really good job too of keeping track of progress over time. Um, our athletes get tested a lot. So you know, where were we last fall versus where are our testing numbers this fall? Because you have to understand where an uh, athlete is to see where right. we can get them to, you know, so that's a, that's also kind of a, a big part. It's the timing of how much you're testing to make sure that your kids are, you know, make sure, making sure that your kids are developing in, in all aspects. So, yeah, for sure. I think that's a good sort of summary of things. I think something that gets overlooked when we talk about player development is there's an idea that it's like, I, I don't know, people fixate on one number. Like we're all the, what, you know, data driven training looks like is we're chasing VLO or something. And I think all of those inputs that you just described are very similar to how we see it at S2, which is data is wellness questionnaires. Data is individualization, understanding how each athlete learns. It's, there's a lot that goes into that. And the more, you know, uh, sometimes it can feel overwhelming as a coach, but the more that you can really see that impact on athletes. And I think that that's, how that's really important. I think that goes to, to why the integration of staffs is so important because, sure. you know, some of those things that you're mentioning, I see VLO down or there's heavy fatigue numbers when you aren't integrated with your staff and you can't go to your strength coach or your AT and say, here are some trends we're seeing. 
that gets really tough and isolating, I think. Um, and I felt that as a skill coach where I was like, uh, my athletes aren't, you know, whatever hinging well, and I'm not a strength coach. So how am I, you know, am I supposed to do that in the cage or am I supposed to get them involved? So I think that's why that's so impactful, um, to feel that integration. I'm sure that your, your athletes feel that as well. What are some of the, um, biggest overlap, maybe changes, like, are there improvements in that integration that you felt from last year to this year? or from previous years to this year, are there any sort of big things that you feel like you guys have done better as a staff to integrate or incorporate into player development this year? Yeah. So, I, so first off to, to go back to your point, I will, I, I don't know how coaches uh, don't work. I, I think you have to work with your strength coach and your athletic trainer. I mean, yep. those two, what they do for me, um, it, it's huge. Like I, I can't do my job at the best of my ability without having those two 100% bought into the development piece. So right. you know, I, I think for me, I'm, I I've got to give them so much credit coach Adam Gaiman and Angel Lazu, because they are bought in 100% and fully invested in everything that our student athletes do. So I, I think it's such if you have an athletic trainer and you have a strength coach, I think it's so important if you can use outside resources like you all, you know, I'll give you another example of how you guys have helped make us better. So the mobility piece. So when you all come down, you test our, our pitchers mobility. What we saw is that, you know, Hey, thoracic rotation and lat mobility is not great. So we've actually now integrated into our own system once a month. Um, and actually their testing is this week, but now we have our own mobility testing. I don't right. think we would have done that had we not had that idea from, from you all like, man, this is important. We need to start doing something. Right. Um, so, but year one, it was just a crazy year. So we really didn't do anything from a, a process development. You know, we were keeping track of certain things, but not as much as last year. But so basically last year, what we did was we, you know, we started working with you all. Um, and the, the other big thing we did was we literally started keeping track of pitch counts and pitchers workload and mm-hmm. practice. So every time my student athletes or my pitchers pick up a ball, everything that they do has been documented. And, you know, another big reason for our success last year was we were healthy. Right. There's the, the previous year we were not very healthy and I had to come up with like, what, I've got to make sure that we we can stay on the field. <laughs> so, right. um, and I do think that that system that we came up with, I mean, we talk every week about workload and what what's a um, high day, medium day, what's it look like? So now we had all that data from last year, which we found was pretty successful. And, and you know, unfortunately we didn't go as deep into the, the postseason as we would have liked to, but Bailey had the 17th most thrown innings in the country. You know, right. so she threw a lot. And honestly, she was just, in my opinion, just as strong um, at the end of last year as she was at the beginning. You know, there was never really any any fluctuations in, in where she was at from a conditioning standpoint. Right. And I do think it's because we were so diligent about workload, rest, recovery um, and all of it. So. This year, we actually had the system implemented. So we looked at numbers from last year 
And I mean, we've got our August ramp up now, you know, we've got, we've got our workload planned out from August 1st until the start of season, you know, which gives us a map from programming. So that's probably been one of the biggest things that I think that we've done from an overall standpoint. Um, But getting on calls with Ashley and sending her, now we have Yakrotech, right? The Yakrotech right. and the, using Rapsodo data and Ashley kind of helps me from a, from the standpoint of this is what the ball flight says and here are some things that I think that your athletes can develop and continue to improve on. So that's yeah. that's also been been such a big part because it helps me when I structure workouts for my kids, right? So Vanessa can work on this, Lydia, you know, they're, they're all on right. different things as far as what they're actually working on in practice. Sorry, this, right. that was a lot. I love, no, it was great. No, it was so good. I think it's really important. I think it's again, like things that people are missing about the importance of development. It's like workload. I, I, if I had to answer the number one thing that Ashley talks to college coaches about it's workload and it's because you guys are getting hurt staffs. Right. And it's why we are so we talk about it so much is because workload is not managed before they get to you a lot. And yes. it's not a conversation that we're having enough to make sure that they're coming to college healthy. Yeah. And then when they get to college, it's like, you know, it, I, I think we have traditionally said that we don't have enough time to develop, but some of that is because we're managing injuries and, and then we need the off season to recover. And if you're doing it right, you've got four straight years, five straight years of development that you could really work if you're thinking about it in the way that you just described, which is we ramp up, you know, we build into the season and then we restart in the summer and when done correctly, the athletes don't need off time. It looks different, but they don't need to be shut down. Right. And I think just traditionally we've, we've felt like we have to shut people down a lot because we haven't managed workload and we haven't understood that concept. And so I think that that's really, really powerful. It's something we talked about a lot with your staff is like your ability to essentially use two pitchers most of the year, right? And a lot, but healthy and getting better and adding things. And I think, you you know, that can be done and it requires a lot of work as you're describing of tracking everything, Um, but it can be done and you just have to like keep listening to the inputs um, that you're describing. So I think that's, it was, I think, a great synopsis of that because it's something that, you know, I would say if I had to say the number one thing that tomorrow, if you're a college coach, that you should integrate yes. is just like getting your staff on board with what it means to manage workload throughout the season because uh, healthy is better than anything yeah, <laughs> and on the field. So, yeah. yeah. And you know what? The, the thing is, too, with it, I mean, we have a plan for basically, a, a I mean, from um, the beginning of, before they even step on campus, right? Like we have a map, but then right. what we do every week is we set, we have our goals, but the goals are different, right? So especially now that we're in season, it's, Hey, did we hit our pitch count mark last week? If not, how do we structure the following week and each day, you know, so right. every day I go out there's from a workload standpoint, I mean, this is how big of a deal that you know, it, it really is. And uh, sometimes I probably, you know, I'll, I'll work with my other coaches. Like I, nope, sorry. The pitchers need more time. I got to get their pitch count up. This is a necessity. Right, yeah. And, uh, but it, I mean, it does. And even if we're scrimmaging, right. And I know I need to get their pitch counts up. 
I usually go and they throw a fan and bullpen because I have to be mindful of workload. So, I mean, again, it is, and, and our staff saw success with that. Um, right. You know, and back to the development development piece, I've been monitoring every week. Where's our speed at? Where's right. our conditioning level at? Last week was actually the first time they threw five straight days. So where are we at on day five? So, I mean, it's just the development side of things is is huge. So Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of times as, you know, why the data is important and for people to keep understand this is, you know, wellness questionnaire, it's like subjective measurements, important. The real, like the VLO, is their VLO down? Because sometimes athletes, they don't know how to articulate. I'm tired. My body is tired, you know, because they're right. used to pushing through everything. But if their VLO is coming down, you know, what we always say to our athletes, there's something wrong with that. It's input. Okay, so we know right now on day five, your VLO's down. Like we're not able to sustain that. And so now going into the season, we can use you smarter instead of just assuming that on day five, you're going to be the same version of yourself. And then we're all like, ah, why'd she get hit? It's like, well, right. she's tired. She's not throwing her best, yep. you know? So I think understanding those components is just, I mean, it's crucial. It's really crucial. And um, it's really, really impactful to the game and having big staffs that can be used different and yes. understanding sort of all of that is really exciting to watch. Yeah. All right. Well, I really appreciate this. I'm going to wrap it there. I think we could really probably deep dive at some point into sort of this integration piece because it, you know, you guys are just doing it so brilliantly and it's been so fun to watch. And let's see, it's four days from game day, five days. Yeah. We're man Friday. (laughs) Here we come. Okay. Countdown. So yeah. So we'll be watching and and rooting you on and we're excited uh, to watch you this season. Okay. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Well, S2 Nation, thanks for joining another episode of the Bet On Me podcast. Go out today, bet on yourself, and remember, when you bet on yourself, you can't lose.